everybody, this is Dr. Greg coming to you from Faro, Portugal. Quando estudando portuguesa na escola aqui. I'm learning Portuguese in a school right by this amazing apartment uh, right here in central Faro. I'm glad to be here with you today. We're going to be talking about how our love and how relationships may change as we get older. I'm talking into our 70s and 80s. And so if you're not anywhere near that age range right now, I'd love you to listen just to kind of think about how you would like your relationship if you're in one to develop and grow over that time period. If you're not in one, just to even consider uh, what kind of legacy of love you want to leave. And that's actually going to be one of the challenges that I have you leave today's podcast with is just to consider what that legacy will be. But let's begin here. Uh, if you're in your 60s, 70s, 80s, but mostly 70s and 80s I'm talking about here, you may find yourself in a few different positions. You might have been married for 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, you may be widowed. You may be uh, single, never married. You could be in a lot of different places. But the bottom line here is there's some good news and bad news, right? <laughs> I like the bad news, actually. But anyway, the bad news here is if you thought you were going to escape the desire for attachment and love and companionship and all those good things as you age, you'd be sorely wrong. We actually continue to want these things very deeply into our older years. We may have different sort of energy around seeking these things than we did in our 20s and 30s. Uh, but they're still there, right? And so, and I want to just promise you something because I've worked with lots of older adults uh, and, and know a lot of great stories about loves that have been lasting, that there's lots to look forward to in a relationship that thrives for that long. And uh, I actually met somebody, uh, an older woman, uh, mid-70s on the flight from Boston to Lisbon And I asked her the question, which I asked many people who I meet and I get to meet on my travels. I asked her what the most important thing was, right? What's the most important thing about relationships that you've learned? And uh, what she told me was this, uh, compromise, right? Being able to understand what each other's needs are and try to figure out a way to meet those needs is really key. And guess what? The science backs her up, right? That's We know that that's the case. We like to accept influence from our partner throughout the lifespan as we change and grow together, and that's going to happen. And the most successful long-term relationships, those that reach into you know, your, your 60s, 70s, 80s, you, know, you can imagine if you've been with somebody for over 50 years, you're going to have change, and they w would have changed as well. And so those successful relationships are those that, that really, as you grow and change, you're able to adapt to that lifestyle and, uh, and make it work for you. So there's lots of hope, right? That if you're in a relationship, you can, that's, that's great. You can make it even better. And by the time you reach into your 60s, 70s and 80s, if you are still in a relationship and you're, uh, then you're going to, you know, you have the possibility, in other words, for a very rich emotional experience, a very rich sexual life, a very rich spiritual life. Uh, there's lots to look forward to in your 70s and 80s. If you're already there, right, and you've been in a relationship for a long time, uh, I want to challenge you to think about something uh, this week. And that is, you know, what does this period of your life mean for you in terms of relationships? Get clear about what that is, right? If you're married, 
what, is, what are your dreams and goals for that re- your relationship, right? What is, what's the legacy of your marriage going to be for your children, for your community, for, your, for this world, right? Uh, ask yourself that. What is the legacy that's going to be left based on the example of the life that you've lived, right? The things that you valued, the things that you placed emphasis on, whether that was making sure you, you know, on a weekly basis that you shared meals together, uh, that maybe you brought your kids around a table and gave them a space that they could learn how to communicate ideas, uh, persuade, uh, be challenged, and love fiercely around that dinner table, right? So that might be one of the legacies that you leave. Uh, Is your legacy one of service, right? Did you volunteer a lot? Uh, Were you committed to projects that went above and beyond, transcended your own life, and was focused on other people's lives? You know, is that the way you loved? And then what is the example, the last thing I want you to consider is like, what is the example of your behavior in your relationship, right? If you're married, in your marriage, what are the things, the examples that your kids saw that you really want to remember that you're able to pass that on, right? Did you share and show uh, affection, right? Was there a lot of affection that your kids were able to observe growing up? Did you, did you share, uh, and this was less the case, you know, for folks who are in their 70s and 80s, particularly for men, but being able to communicate affection verbally, right? Were there examples of that that you were able to leave? Or was it simply maybe like you know, many Portuguese and other, many cultures, many uh, kinds of cultural practices inform the way we love? And generational influences have a place here too. So obviously the way you love is maybe not going to be as similar as the way uh, your grandkids are going to love, right? They're going to be doing other things, focused on other values maybe. But uh, just consider what that is, right? And by the way, for as long as you live each and every day, the things you say and do, the stories you communicate, the way you communicate those things um, will leave an impact uh, on this world when your life is over. Guess what? My life, your life, all of us, none of us escape death. And so when we're in our 70s and 80s, it's totally normal to think about, if you're married, for instance, to think about like just wanting to have as much fun as you possibly can cram into your existence while you're on this planet. Like that's totally normal. And I would encourage you to do that, right? Like look at your finances and figure it out. See, it, do you, can you? Can you manage? And I hope you can. Can you manage to, to travel to those places that you've always wanted to travel to with your partner, right? Are you able to uh, knock, knock off some of those um, bucket list items together? But to think about those things, really, you know. So three things I'm suggesting here. Number one, you can, and I hope you do, have a rich romantic, passion-filled, sexual lifestyle long into your 70s, 80s, and 90s, right? As long as you can to stay emotionally and physically healthy, right? Through your lifestyle choices so that you can bring all of yourself to your relationship for as long as you can. And, uh, And just to consider how you're doing that now, 
and consider your legacy and consider what else you want to do, right? How you want to love fiercely for as long as you have here. And by the way, you don't have to be 67 or 80 to consider these questions. You can be 20, 30, 40 and still think to yourself, right now, am I living in a way that sets an example of the life that I want for those around me, those I love, my kids, whatever else? Am I doing it right now? Ask yourself these things. Reflect on these things. I wish you all the best in this coming week. Please stay tuned to my Instagram account so you can watch some fun reels. I've been posting those on a daily basis, just showing you these gorgeous sights here in Portugal. I'll be going to the beach this weekend. I'll be kayaking, all sorts of stuff coming up. So stay tuned uh, to my Instagram account for that. Again, you can count on daily content from me. And also these weekly podcasts where I have a chance to just dive into concepts a little more deeply and speak to them to an extent that I, I won't in the short form stuff. And uh, I really appreciate it. Listen, if you're still listening to this right now, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time and investment you've made in listening to this right now. And I also appreciate your commitment to self-improvement and reflection on how you can improve your relationship. And as always, until next time, love each other well.